0: Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Late on Sunday night at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles on Sunday, of course, falling to Dallas 37-17. Oh, it was so ugly after such a promising start. The Giants losing earlier in the day to the Baltimore Ravens. Carolina. Carolina all over the Washington football team from the start of that game. And so all the Eagles had to do was, in the words of quarterback Jalen Hurts, control the controllables, and they didn't do it. It started out great for Philadelphia. An 11-play, 75-yard drive, capped off by this run from running back Miles Sanders.
1: Hurts takes the snap at the 10. He gives it off to Sanders. Up the middle. Touchdown, Eagles! Miles Sanders up the middle. They did it on the ground.
0: And then after Dallas went 58 yards and kicked a field goal to make it seven to three, Hertz rolled right and found a familiar target for Eagles fans down the field. It was a home run strike, 81 yards. Marilyn Mike with the call.
1: The Eagles have to win this game to stay alive, and they will if Carolina beats Washington, but both games have a long way to go. Eagles moving right to left. They spot the ball at the 19 on first down. Play action. Hertz back. He's looking. He is going deep down the field, and it is caught. Deshaun Jackson 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Deshaun Jackson
2: 81 yards. <laughs> That's what he can do. He has a gear that no one else has in the National Football League. He has the ability to track the ball that no one else has in the National Football League, and they gave Jalen Hurts enough time. He heaves it downfield to Deshaun Jackson, and that's what you get from D-Jack. Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's fun. That is so fun to watch. His ability to just run by
3: people.
0: But from that point on, the Eagles couldn't get anything going. The defense unable to get off the field as Dallas attacked cornerback Michael Jaquette. Andy Dalton had a huge game throwing the football, 377 yards, three touchdown passes. Michael Gallup leading the way, working against Jaquette most of the time, six catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Amari Cooper, four catches, 121 yards. And C.D. Lamb, three catches, 65 yards, and a score. Dallas also running the football for 151 yards. The Cowboys, for the second consecutive week against the Eagles' defense, going over the 500-yard mark in total offense. The Eagles allowing 513 total net yards. A secondary with a lot of injuries combined with a linebacker core missing Duke Riley, Nathan Gary. And the defensive line missing, well, Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat coming into the game. And then Fletcher Cox early in the game. Just no match for the Cowboys. The offense unable to get much going after that first quarter. And as a team, the Eagles committing 12 penalties, losing 115 yards in the process. Philadelphia fumbling the ball four times, losing one. And Hurts throwing two interceptions. All three of his giveaways in the fourth quarter. So the Eagles now finished their 2020 season on Sunday against the Washington football team at Lincoln Financial Field. Let's hear from Hertz first. A disappointing performance from him. And for the first time, he really looked like a rookie. His number's okay. 342 passing yards, 69 yards on the ground, all well and good. But the Eagles not able to get anything going offensively. Hertz sacked three times. The giveaways were a problem and he just couldn't get back the momentum. He calls it a
4: learning experience. Hey Jalen, can you kind of describe, you know, what the learning experience was like for you, especially um, in the second half, you know, when you lost the fumble through the two interceptions, just kind of what this whole experience was like for you. Thanks.
5: Yeah, I think it's a big time learning experience. Um, A lot to learn from this game, you know, and uh, it's something we got to step away from, uh, step away from it evaluate everything and learn from it, you know. Got to go out there and make the plays when the opportunity presents itself. And um, some that, um, that I take complete ownership on, you know. Those guys believe in me to go get it done. And um, I hold it very, I take it very personally in getting it done. And today, today uh, came up short. Ed
6: and Tim McManus.
5: Hey,
7: Jalen, what happened to the offense uh, after you go up 14 to three? I think you're in Dallas territory five or six times and don't
5: get any points. Yeah, we, uh, we kind of got stagnant, you know, uh, great opportunities to put points on the board. Um, and and we always talk about controlling what we can. Um, those, 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 those opportunities right there are perfect opportunities to go out there and, and score points. Um, shot ourselves in the foot, um, kind of stopped ourselves uh, due to lack lack of execution. So it's a lot. It's a lot to learn from. lot to learn from on my end um, as a group, and um, we'll be we'll be better from this.
6: Tim and Al Thompson.
7: Jalen Doug said that you were working through some uh, lower body stuff in the second half. Did did that come from uh, the Randy Gregory sack in the third quarter? And
8: what can you tell us about it?
5: Uh, got a little nicked up in the second quarter there, um, but says that, you know the, the will the will to win is so hard um, f- for this team. You know, ha- having the opportunities that we had to go out there and win the game and, and put, our, put ourselves in, in, in a position to win the game, and um, you know, it, it was somewhere we came up short. So, you know, we got to go back and and, and look at the things that we can do better, you know, bearing anything. You know, I said it kind of, I said it last week, all the things that have kind of gone wrong, you know, injuries, guys play through injuries all the time, Um, missing pieces, if you will, you know, it's it's a so what now what mentality Um, and and I'm not going to make any excuses for anybody. I'm not going to make any for myself. You know, it's something you learn from. It's a, it's a, it's not a loss. It's a lesson, um, and that, that that's that's truly how I look at it. And we will we will be better from it.
6: Al and Rob Madi.
5: Uh, Jalen, uh,
9: in your three starts, uh, the Eagles have scored uh, uh, 67 points. 54 of those points were in the first half of each of those games. Only 13 points in the last three games in the second half, and none tonight. Um, are you concerned about your second halves and are teams just figuring you out or, or what, why is uh, there's that second half kind of fade?
5: I think it's a mentality you have to have and an attitude and mentality to go out there and, and you're dominating, um, dominating everything that you do. And we got we to gotta do that consistently and it starts with me. Um, going out there and finishing. You know, I touch the ball every play. Um, every play. Every play I have the opportunity to, to make things right. Um, even when it's wrong, make it right. And um, I hold myself accountable to doing those things. Uh, this is a lot that, that, that I'll be able to learn from, we will be able to learn from as a team, everybody. Um, and, we, and we're going to learn from it, no doubt in my mind.
6: Rob and Zach Berman.
0: Hey, and the way things were unfolding with, as you said, shooting yourselves in the foot there a lot of times, some penalties and, and different things. Did you feel some pressure there in the fourth quarter to to force some plays to try to do things uh, that you hadn't done before because we hadn't seen you really throw interceptions like that? It, was it something where you were like, I, there's nothing else available right now?
5: You know, you got the, you got the, you got the playoffs on the line and um, at that point you have to make some Um You know, the crazy thing is when I talk about leaving money on the table, you know, we left money on the table versus Green Bay, left money on the table versus New Orleans. Left some money on the table last week and left some on the table this week. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to overcome it um, tonight. So uh, it's a lot to learn from. (laughs) Um, I I take it very personally, and uh, we'll be better from it.
6: Zach and Paul Domowicz. Hey,
2: Jalen, since you entered the lineup, Every game's kind of been analyzed and scrutinized. Um, but but when you look at the three-game body of work here, how are you better, how are you different from this experience than you were going into the Saints
5: game? That's, that's a tough one to answer. You know, the only thing on my mind is is winning. Um, that's, that's all I care about. I know um, there are a lot of people, a lot of players on this team that will be better from it. Better from these things that we're experiencing right now. Um, and, you know that that, that failure kind of teaches you a lesson. It's a lesson, and that pain does nothing but motivate you. Um, and then that pain is going to continue to motivate me, and we're going to be better from it.
6: Damo and Marcus Hayes.
8: Yeah, Jalen, you mentioned uh, you know shooting yourselves in the foot a lot tonight. You had a lot of penalties.
9: Uh, a, a really inordinate amount of false starts. I think there were six of them. You don't usually see that in the 15th game of a season. Are, are they having, a tr- are the
8: linemen having trouble adjusting to your cadence? I mean, what's going on as far as you can tell?
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm the commander-in-chief on the field. I got to do a better job of it. Um, it's, that's one thing that, that I reflect on personally and, and see what I can do um, to fix that.
9: Margin you know, and John McMullen. Hey Jalen, nice Um Exactly what happened to you on the play where you were injured? What was injured? Did it affect your ability to throw the ball? As Doug suggested in the second half, and he also said something about Dallas changing things up in the second half. How did how did they change things up?
5: Um. If I answered that question, I'd be making excuses and I I can't go that route. Um, You know, they, they, they switch some things up in their coverage. um, But we go out there and we do our job. None of that matters. We go out there and execute. None of that matters. So it's something that we can learn from. And um, we will.
6: We have time for two more. So we'll go John and then Les.
8: Hey, Jalen. I know, obviously, you're not where you wanted to be at the end of the game, but this is the first time you got to play with Deshaun Jackson. You uh, only had the one target. It turned into an 81 yard touchdown. Um, he, he's, you know, the biggest home run hitter in NFL history. What's it like to connect with him on a on a deep
5: ball? It, it was fun. Um, we prepared for that. Uh, me going out to Tampa, getting that time in and I mean, it was fun to hit it. You know, should have hit, you know, a few more. But, um, you know, one thing I tell these guys, um, and I've been harping on it, you know, ever since I've been fortunate enough with this position, is um, appreciate these times we have together. Appreciate the moments you have um, with the guys on this team. Um, appreciate them. Because, you know, things change, you know, and you just got to appreciate this moment, all the different adversities that, um, people go through, really appreciating the moment and um, cherishing it with the people around you that you go to work with every day.
7: Go ahead, Les. Hi, Jalen. Uh, it looked like the run game was so effective in the first half. And then the second half, you really went away from it. Uh, I know you were down, but it wasn't like you were down 30 points or anything. Uh, what, what happened to the run game today? Did you think you could have done more of that, uh, uh, Instead of just going back there and, and flinging it so much and and what exactly you know kept it from being as effective
5: we have complete trust in um in everybody and doing their jobs um, us eleven on offense we got out there and trying to execute whatever's called to our best best abilities um and I think that's what it was you know uh, go out there and execute it whether it's a pass run um. Whatever it is, go out there and execute it and we got to do a better job of that.
6: Thanks for the time, Jalen.
5: Thanks for the time, Jalen. Thank you. You can hear the disappointment in
0: head coach Doug Peterson's voice after the game as he talks about a tough loss to Dallas, a team the Eagles haven't swept since the two thousand eleven season. Here's head coach Doug Peterson. Hey Doug. Um Right now, what's your disappointment level? Not just in losing that game, but also being
10: eliminated from playoff contention. I think my disappointment is just how how everything has gone. You know, obviously this season, you know, it's not what we expected. Um, you know, to start the year and and you know, just again tonight, it was just obvious that uh, you know the mistakes, the penalties, and and um, you know, just lack of execution and. Um, all just sort of piled up on us during the game, you know, today, and and just didn't didn't overcome it. And that's that to me has been um, the the disappointment, you know, in, in in myself and and obviously the the, the year.
6: Rob and then Paul Domowicz.
10: Hey Doug, how much did this game, a lot of penalties
0: on offense, protection issues, emphasize what you've been saying all season that it's
9: not just the play calling and the quarterback but rather it's a collective problem across the
10: board. I mean, you know, it obviously it is difficult when when you have those those issues. Um you know, especially in the situation we're in, you know, with the amount of, you know, injury that have, that has taken place with with this football team and um you just can't make those mistakes and and Uh, expect, you know, expect to win games, you know, it's just, you're just not, you're just not there yet to overcome a lot of the things and, um, you know, it's frustrating because it's, it's, uh, it's never about one guy and footballs you know, it takes, uh, it takes all 11 offensively and defensively and of course on special teams to, you know, to get the job done and, and um, yeah, you just can't, it's hard. It makes it, makes it a lot more difficult than it needs to be.
6: Paul, and then
8: jeff mclean doug i wanted to ask you
10: about some of those
9: penalties you had six false starts uh in in the 15th game of the season
7: uh even with the juggling
9: of the offensive line i mean is there is there a cadence problem there that they're, they're having trouble with or i mean how does that happen
10: yeah some of it's uh some of it's the the different the different cadence the different uh you know getting used to jalen's uh jalen's voice and and um You know, it's something that we've, uh, you know, we've, we've coached, coached him up to do a better at is is be, obviously be louder. Um, First time, obviously the crowd noise, but that, that's uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't a factor today. And, and just, you know, timing and uh, execution of it. And and it's something that uh, it it, it can't happen. You know, you might get one every couple of weeks, but uh, to have as many as we did today, just, uh, you know, it can't happen.
6: Jeff and then John McMullen.
3: Uh, Doug, why did you go for it on fourth and fifteen when just the drive earlier you passed up opportunities on fourth and third, fourth and three, and fourth and eight? Uh,
10: was the fourth and three the delay game? Yes. I mean, I, you know, yeah, the fourth and three. I, you know, I, 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 had, I had to burn a timeout because we had twelve on the field earlier in the game there in the third and. Um, I didn't want to burn another timeout in that situation. So that backed us up and obviously took us out of that situation. And then the other ones were, look, you know, we had to make something to happen. We had to try to create and and uh, make a play, get us get us in, uh, you know, back into this football game. And um, so I elected to do that.
6: John and then Tim McManus.
8: Uh, hi, Doug. Uh, for whatever reason, the demarcation line in this game seemed to be when Fletcher uh, came out. I think it was 14-3. Uh, and then kind of the wheels came off obviously you had the injuries on the back end Uh, did not getting that type of interior uh, rush from Fletcher do you think that was uh, a big impact well I think you know Fletcher obviously is a
10: big big part of the D line Um, you know and then we didn't have you know we didn't have Josh Sweat we didn't have Derek Barnett either up there and and uh, those are those are mainstays in that defensive line to be able to put pressure on on quarterbacks and you know, and, and again, it just just goes to show you that uh, um, you know it's t- it's tough in this business um, to play with that many you know new faces, so to speak, uh, on on one side of the ball, and, and uh, it just um, it, it magnifies itself, and, and um, you know, uh, and it happened to us uh, happened
7: to us today.
6: Tim and then Mike K.
7: Doug, what did you make of Jalen Hurts' performance? Uh, you know, pretty strong first half it looked like, and then uh, cooled off in the second. One, what was behind that?
10: Yeah, you know, first half uh, came out uh, played played really well. Um, made some nice throws. You know, able to run the ball there, and uh, you know, the second half it changed a little bit defensively on him. Um, you know, he he was kind of battling through a little little lower body tightness as well as the game went on, and. Um, I, I do believe it, it affected him a little bit, you know, throwing the ball late in the game, but you know, he, he's, he's a battler, he's a warrior and, and, um, you know, he, 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 he hung in there to the end and, um, you know, again, it's not, not about the one guy. It's not about him. It's, it's about the entire unit and, uh, we weren't good enough, uh, coaches or players today to, to win the game.
6: Mike and then Martin Frank.
0: Doug, when, when a player is sticking out and struggling, like uh, Matt Pryor with penalties or Michael Jaquette uh, with coverage, what's the conversation like on the sideline before you decide to kind of make a change and move to
10: somebody else? Well, the first thing is you just try to coach the player, try to get him to calm down, to try to, try to just figure out what he's seeing and, and get him to, to, to relax and, and, you know, don't let the game... Be quite so fast. I mean, it just happens with young players. The game's so fast, and being being able to slow it down and um, talk them through some things, you know, and you try to coach them up and and uh, and get them get them prepared, and then and then if that doesn't work, you you know you you make you try to make some changes with with personnel. Maybe um, you know you saw Slay come over there, and you try to do some different things, and um, you know, and same way offensively, and and you just try to coach coach the guys up and and get them to to slow the game down. That's you know, you've heard that before, you know, with young players, how, how fast this game can be. And um, that's the first thing we got
4: to do as coaches
10: is try to get it to slow, you know, to slow down for them.
4: Martin and then Bo Wolf. Hey, Doug, um, Deshaun Jackson had the uh, 81 yard catch, you know, midway through the first quarter. Um, what did you see from him on that? And, uh, and also like he was not targeted again the rest of the game, I believe. And what was kind of going on there?
10: Well, you know, obviously Deshaun's an electric uh, player, explosive player, and that was obviously designed, you know, shot play and, again, well-executed for the touchdown. And then, you know, I believe he got, he got sore as the, game, as the game went on. His injury got sore and, and, and sorer, and, and so we had to be careful there. And, and um, uh, he just, he just lost, lost a little bit of that explosiveness as the game wore on, so we had to kind of keep him, keep him out as the game went.
6: Bo and then Jimmy.
10: Doug, so you said before, um,
9: in you know, looking back on the season, that you're disappointed in yourself. What what do you think you could have done differently over the course of the season?
10: I mean, you know, you look at decisions, you look at uh, you know, opportunities to, to put the team in you know better situations. Um, all things that I will evaluate when I when I look back on the on the year. But um, I'm, I'm part of the I'm part of the you know I'm part of the the uh, the solution moving forward too. And 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 I got to look at look at myself and um, you know, as a leader of the football team and, and, uh, standing up in front of the guys and, you know, they're disappointed. Obviously we're all disappointed and, um, you know, I can, I can do my part to try to help them and put them in, in situations to, uh, you know, to, to be, to be, uh, to be better. And, uh, you know, that's where, that's where I, uh, you know, that's where I'm hard on myself.
6: We have time for two more. So we'll go Jimmy and then Zach Berman.
7: Hey, Doug, uh, looking back at the, at the start of the season, the Eagles were the only team in the division returning its coaching staff. And uh, as it turned out, they're the first team in the division to be eliminated. Was that an advantage that that sort of went to waste? Um,
10: you know, listen, it, you know, it, we had a lot of expectations going into the year. Um, and I think key positions on the staff were, were, were back and had, had some moving parts on offense, obviously. But, um, you know, then, then things began to, to, to sort of slowly unravel with the injuries and, and, and different things of that nature, all things that, uh, um, you know, as, as, as a sport are, are out of your control. Um, what's unfortunate is, uh, is where we are, and, and we didn't make, uh, make the most of our opportunities when we had them.
2: Go ahead, Zach. Hey, Doug. You said I'm part of the solution too. I, I know you don't make big evaluations 15 minutes after the game, but because you said that, I wanted to ask you about it. Uh, what is the solution for fixing a four-one team, and why do you believe you're a, you're a big part of it?
10: Well, as the leader of the team, you know it starts with me, right? Um, and uh, we got one more opportunity this next weekend uh, against Washington at home, and. And uh, you try to, you know, you try to, you know, look forward to that opportunity, and, and then and then you get a chance to really evaluate and, and uh, uh, look at look at my performance and how did you know how well or or did I lead you know the team and and look I, I got if I don't if I don't look at myself in the mirror it's it's hard for me to you know correct anybody else and that's what I mean when I say you know it starts with me because I gotta look at myself in the mirror and and make sure that uh, I'm doing everything that I can you know, in my power, whether it be, you know, play calls, decision-makings in-game, you know, personnel, uh, in and out of the football game, whatever it might be, uh, to help our team win.
6: Thanks for the time, Coach.
0: Dallas's defense ranking 32nd and last in the league against the run. So you figure Miles Sanders is going to have a big game. Not the case. 15 carries, 57 yards. The Eagles piled up seven first downs on their first drive. And Sanders and the Eagles, they ran the ball pretty well in the first half. But in the second half, the Eagles not getting much going. 108 yards rushing on 19 carries in the first half. And again, the Eagles finishing 10 carries and only 43 yards in the second half. Here is running back Miles Sanders talking about his performance today, the offense's performance. And in the big picture, he says, this will get better, he promises, you Eagles fans.
7: Hey Miles, what um what changes
9: do you think this team needs to make in the offseason to avoid um you know missing the playoffs another
11: season? Um uh honestly, if, if y'all watch the game, uh I think the only thing that really hurt us was was penalties. Um I think just playing smarter football and everybody doing their job and executing at a high standard and holding each other holding ourselves and each other accountable, you know? So, But um, honestly, the the penalties really killed us and it was impossible to, to get like a true rhythm. We had a rhythm the first two drives and then as soon as the penalties kicked in, they took the momentum from us.
6: Martin and then Les.
4: Martin and then Hey, Miles, I'm sorry. Uh, on the first drive, you guys, um, I think, ran 10 out of the 11 plays on that drive and then, you know, it seemed like that was something you wanted to take advantage of, but then you were never really able to do that the rest of the game. What what kind of changed after that first drive?
11: Uh, we were behind. Um, we are behind, I guess, what, 10 points, I guess? Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, you know, keep running the ball when, when you're behind like that. You're trying to get things going, trying to get downfield fast and, and get points on the board so we can balance it out uh, again. So, but... I think just, yeah, we, they had a good lead on us, so.
6: Les and John McMullen.
7: Hey, Miles. Uh, that was kind of what I was going to ask, and I kind of want to follow up, but you weren't down that much. Uh, you, you know, you had basically two quarters almost left. Uh, couldn't you have still stuck with the run as a as a way to give your defense some breathing time and. And move the ball steadily and get some rhythm back into the offense?
11: Um, honestly, y'all know how I am. Uh, I don't question the play calling. Uh, I trust the play calling, I trust the coaches. Whatever it's called, I go out there and give 110%. So um, that's not, that's above my, my level right now. So uh, whatever it's called, I'm going to go out there and do my job.
7: And why do you think there were so many penalties? were people unable to hear Jalen, uh, with the signals or what?
11: Uh, probably just, yeah, just miscommunication and, you know, just not focusing in all the way, all of us, uh, we didn't focus in all the way. We weren't locked in. Thank you.
8: John and then Daniel. Hey, Miles, Uh, you guys did produce a lot. Uh, you almost had 500 yards, uh, of total offense, but, uh, to kind of follow up on, on the penalty question, how much does that change just in quarterback and, and things like voice and cadence, how much does that uh, affect the team and affect the other guys?
11: A lot, Um, you know, we got, I think we got a turnover and we were on the 28 and we ended up on the, on like the 40, you know, we can't go backwards when we're on the other uh, side of the field, you know, and that's, that's what's honestly killing us. Um, uh, we just gotta, we gotta play smarter and we gotta play better as a whole team.
6: Daniel and Chris Murray. And
0: hey Miles, uh, what was kind of your mood coming off the field after that game? And what was the mood uh, in the locker room like from your from your teammates? What's just kind of the, the emotions right now?
11: I'm disappointed, um, super disappointed. You know, uh, we, we work our asses off every all week every week every day uh i i believe that we're a great football team we just we have to play smarter you know and that's all around pre-snap penalties we situational football everything but i do believe this is a good gr- this is a great team and you know i, I believe better days are coming but I, i'm very disappointed right now but because you know this this the city is so passionate about this game and we're passionate too but we owe it to the fans. And I, I promise you better days are coming. I promise you.
6: Chris and then Jeff Skvorsky.
7: Yeah. Um how, how did how, how would you evaluate Jalen Hurts' performance today under these circumstances, especially in the second half and all that, him trying to get you guys back but making some mistakes along the way?
11: Um, you know, it, he's young, man. I mean, we don't want he don't even want me saying that probably he probably gonna get on me for saying that, but uh He got thrown in last four games of the season, you know. So, but he's been showing some great things and we're just going to build off of that. Uh, Like I said, better days are coming and we're going to get everything right.
6: We'll take two more here with Jeff and then Bo.
4: Miles, how how surprised
11: are you that you
4: guys are even in this position? I mean, when the season started, there was a lot of talk that this team was capable of making a Super Bowl run. Um, and just everything went wrong from injuries to poor play to to you name it. Are you surprised you're standing here today eliminated from the playoffs?
11: No, not at all, because that's that's just how we are. It happened last year. Mm -hmm. Everybody counted us out, and we still made a run and gave us a chance to play for the big game. Uh, This year, we just came up short. Um, But uh, all I can say is, I'm just a little frustrated right now. So I really don't have all the words, you know, but um, better days are coming though. Thank you. All right.
6: Thanks for taking the time, Miles.
11: Thank you.
0: On the defensive side of the ball, Jim Schwartz waiting until the third quarter to move safety. Jalen Mills back to his familiar cornerback position. But by then, it was too little, too late. Dallas scoring on six of its first seven possessions, including five possessions in a row, and they had a comfortable 30 to 17 lead. Here is Jalen Mills talking about the troubles in the secondary and a sloppy performance in general by the Eagles. Hey, Jalen, uh, this is the first time since 2016 that this team isn't in the playoffs. Um, what was Doug's message to you guys in the locker room? You know, after that loss with the playoff elimination.
3: Yeah, um, it's disappointing, you know. Uh, even from the start of the off season, uh, we we know and, and well, I can say we feel and we know um, that that we're a playoff team, like you like you just said. Since 2016, um, that's that's my ro- my rookie year. You know, we we've been in the playoffs, and and the the biggest thing now is um, it, it kind of is what it is, and we still have one more opportunity left to to go out there and and, and play football and. I mean, I think that's the biggest blessing at the end of the day. Um, we still get the opportunity to play football. We'll
6: go Mike Sielski and then Chris Murray.
1: Jalen, um, since that Super Bowl victory, I mean, you guys have been in the playoffs, but there's been a, a regression each season. You get to the playoffs, win a playoff
6: game. Then you get back to the playoffs and, and don't win a playoff game. And now you have a four-win season. As best as you can figure out, what, what's – What's been going on here the last few years that hasn't allowed you guys to stay at that level that you were at back in
3: 1718? Yeah, um, I could say one of those things is especially this year. Um, we've been been hit hard with a, with a lot of a lot of injuries. You know, not using that as an excuse, but um, when when a lot of your your top guys, you know, on the team get injured, um, I mean, of course it's always next man up, and, and guys have to step up and play. But you know, uh, those guys were our top guys for a reason. Um, also, on top of that, uh, I think with that is, is it's just execution. Um, when, when those moments happen, those those tight games or, or whatever it may be, those sudden changes, um, we got to execute as well.
6: Chris Murray
7: and then Jeff Skversky. J- uh, Jalen, was this loss today kind of your entire 2020 season in a nutshell? Was this kind of a microcosm of everything that happened between um, injuries, you know, you... Trying to battle the guy your own ways and all that—it just kind of like
3: how this season went. Um, <clears throat> I can say a lot of a lot of things. Um, th- throughout this game, um, have kind of showed up throughout other games. You know, self-inflicted wounds and different things like that. Um, coach preaches. You know, we we can't we can't shoot ourselves in the foot you know, and, um, we definitely did that, um, for sure today, a couple times.
6: Jeff Skaversky and
4: then Marcus Hayes. Hey Jalen, what is the mood for you? You know, you've been here a long time, you work hard, you have a lot of pride, are you are you angry or are you, what is the what kind of the emotion that you have going right now as you guys are eliminated and not going back to the playoffs?
3: Yeah, I'm frustrated for sure. Um, I, I won. I was I was lucky enough to to win a a a world title at a young age coming here in my year 2 in the league. So of course, you know, at the, at that point, um my expectations are, are at the highest. Um so de- definitely frustrated um not even getting a chance, you know, to um play in the postseason. Um this team, man, we have so so much potential. We have some really good guys, man, on this team who can play. I mean, from the young guys all the way up to the old older guys. And um, it's just, it's just, it's like I said, it's, it's frustrating, though, that, that we came up short today, even, you know, knowing that we had an opportunity to get in the postseason.
6: Marcus and EJ Smith.
9: Hey, Jalen. Um, can you put your finger on what happened to you guys defensively after Fletch left? And what was it like on the sideline as with the defensive backs when Dalton's, you know, going crazy and he seems to be picking on on a rookie Michael Jaquette.
3: Yeah, I mean, you guys know Fletch, the whole league knows him. He's, you know, um, one of the best defensive tackles in his league, you know, one of the f- best defensive players in his league on top of that. Um, and, and you, you say, uh, as far as, you know, Dalton throwing the ball, um, I mean, we made the adjustment. I ended up going to corner um, and, you know, uh, they started started feeding Zeke. He's one of the best running backs in this league. Um, I mean, guys were hitting him. You know, he just was, you know, makes some make some really, really good runs and some really, really good cuts. You know, he's one of the best backs in the league, so you just got to tip your hat off to him.
9: Is there anything you can say to Mike to keep his, you know, to help him play better, to keep his spirits up going forward?
3: Yeah, just keep working. You know, he's, he's a rookie. Um, not trying to use it as no, no excuse or anything like that. But, you know, he didn't have any, any OTAs, you know, he, you know, camp was, it, it was what it was, you know, he wasn't a guy who was projected to be a starter, you know, um, got through in the fire, um, had some good plays here, you know, had a couple bad plays, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you just come to work each and every day and just, and just get better. He's going to be a really, really good player in the future. I promise.
6: We have time for one more. So we'll end it here with EJ. Hey Jalen, what led
10: to you
9: you moving to corner um, for Jaquette? Was that something that you asked to do, or did the coaching staff
8: ask you to move?
3: Just the coaching staff, um, knowing that I know the defense. Um, there's been times throughout the seasons, even with injuries. I mean, you guys seen it that I moved the corner for a couple of series here and there. Um, so that was that was just the coaching staff, you know, trusting me to to be out there on um, on the edge and playing corner.
6: Thanks for the time, Jalen.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: Pro bowler Brandon Graham extremely down after the game, and that's unusual for somebody who's so positive. He knew the Eagles let a golden opportunity to next week play for the division title slip right out of their hands.
9: Uh, Brandon, last week we asked you, you know, what what your biggest regret was going to be from this season, looking back, and you said to ask you uh, whenever it was that you guys were no longer in the playoff hunt. So, so now that you've been eliminated, as you look back on this season, what do you think will, will be uh, the thing that you lament the most, that you regret the most?
12: Um, I think uh, the mistakes we made, the penalties um, that that caught up that caught up to us in a big way today, and um, I just look back. When I think about it, 2016, we found ways to lose. You know, that was a year. And then next year, we found ways to win. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, man, that we can make – that we can end the season off on a great note with winning and, you know, learning from all this because, I mean, one thing I took from this, like, man, penalties definitely going to get you beat. You don't get turnovers on defense. That that ain't going to help you – help your cause. You know what I'm saying? Like, just thinking about some things that, you know, I can get better or, or we all can get better on, on defense – uh, and that's just create more turnovers. Uh, we didn't have many as we would like this year. But um, I think I think really it was just the, uh, the, the, the mistakes, the self inflicting stuff that we did uh, together.
8: John
6: Clark and Ed Benkin.
8: Hey, Brandon, to be down, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett, and then you're up in this game and then Fletcher Cox leaves the game. How much did that affect the defensive line?
12: Um, I mean, we went out there, we battled, man. I, I played a lot this game. I knew it was gonna be. I knew we was gotta, we, we we gotta dig deep. I mean, we've been dealing with that all year, uh, injuries here and there. Um, but you know, no excuses. Nobody wavered. Everybody just next man up mentality, and we went out there and we played. We fought. We fought. We scratched. We clawed. We did all we could do. Um, you know, and I'm I'm proud of the guys that that wasn't getting that time before. Uh, they got time out there today to show what they could do, and uh, man, I'm just I'm just happy with the group because despite all, you know, we we really held our own most most of the year uh, as a D line, and uh, I love how we played together and stuck together during this tough during these tough times, man. And you know, you don't always win them all, but I do know that uh, we we're trying to learn from this and make sure that going into 2021 uh, we can we can uh, start it off on on a great note by getting a dub on the at the end of the season and then um, see what happens uh, during the offseason.
6: Ed Bankin and Jeff McLean.
9: Hi, Brandon. Um, you mentioned the last couple years being in this position and finding a way to get into the playoffs. This year it didn't happen. What has to change where you're not in this position in December, where at the beginning of the year you're not off to the start you are, and you're not desperate at the end of the season?
12: Uh, we just got to win games, man. We got we to gotta figure out ways to win and not beat ourselves. Um, like I said, that's... That's the biggest regret I have. Um, This this year is us with the self-inflicted wounds that we talked about each and every week. Uh, We just can't have the penalties. We can't have the pre-stab stuff on our side as a defense and on the offensive side. And, you know, just penalties, period. You always try to win in that category uh, for the year. Um, And so we didn't do that this year. And, I mean, no no, no sense of crying about it. We just got to figure it out and uh, make sure that next year um, we don't do that. And that's just that's just us checking ourselves and making sure that we work in those those details now that we know that it can that it can hurt us in these games.
6: Jeff McLean and then Mike K.
3: Uh BG, you know how it goes. Uh you know, team loses, gets knocked out of the playoffs, and everyone starts looking to the coach and whether he's going to return. Uh, you know, what's your assessment of Doug and how he's done this year?
12: I think Doug did a great job, man. He's a great motivator. I mean, I love Doug. I mean at the end of the day, I understand this part of it. Hopefully things happen the way we wanted to with him being back, but you know, uh, that's above my pay grade, man. Uh, I just know that um, I'm here for, you know, whatever the organization want to do and we just keep it moving because uh, at the end of the day, I know being here these 11 years, uh, I know everybody here that they want to win and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that that happened. And so um, whatever they see fit, you know, you got to buy into whatever it is and, and let's get it rolling. But um, I love Doug. I know Doug is a great motivator and a great coach. Um, and and that's all I can really say on that. Mike and Zach Berman.
0: Brandon, that, that said, though, there's a lot of turnaround on roster for a team that wins four or five games. There's a lot of turnaround with, with the coaching staff. It seems like this is is turning in towards a, a new era Are are you willing to go through, at this point in your career, are you willing to go through a a youth movement, a a rebuild, um, potentially a new staff at this point with this organization?
12: You know what? I'm down for whatever, man, because at the end of the day, I love being here. I do whatever I can for this team. And so um, if it's a rebuild, I'm going to make sure I bring my positive energy so that, um, you know, the guys that's coming in can keep that energy going because keeping it positive, man, we we let the we let the media keep it keep the negative we we stay with the positive we keep it in house we keep everything tight and we fix our issues by how we work every day and i'm just happy that uh, you know just to be a part of those plans whatever it is i mean i don't know what, it, what it's going to look like Shoot, the rebuild might be the one the year that we win it because you know we got the right pieces whatever it is like you just i don't look at it as a rebuild i just look at it as you know we're going to have pieces that that they that they let go and they bring in because that's just how I go every year. And so um, I'm just hoping to be a part of that and making sure that um, I do my part as, as leader of this team to make sure that uh, I just come out ready to ready to work and show these boys how to work every day and just keep it positive through all the hard times. And man, um, and, ma- and make sure y'all stay together during them hard times.
6: Zach and then John McMullen.
2: Hey Brandon, I, I know you don't play in the secondary, but you're standing here as a, as a defensive captain. The issues with the secondary—it's—it seems it's—it's—it's it's, it's every year, and, and you saw it tonight. What is it about this defense that—that that pass coverage seems to be
5: this annual issue?
12: Uh, I mean, man, you know you got to win your one on ones. You gotta—you gotta go out there, and that's just the bottom line. Like in this league, you got to win your one on ones. We talk about that up front. We talk about that as a defense. We know—we um, know what we got to do, and sometimes it just don't happen that way, and so. Uh, you just got to keep on getting back to the drawing board, keep on working your technique. And, you know, we don't point fingers around here because we all collectively, um, you know, just try to do our job up front. If we have issues in the back end, we like we got to get there faster. We we, we challenge ourselves to get off the rock, making sure that we, we we make it, you know, as easy as we can uh, for the back end, especially if I know they struggling. We just need a spark uh, sometimes. And, you know, things kind of fix, it, fix itself. But um, all I know is, man, we don't point fingers around here. We we try to we try to get that thing right. Um, as as a D line, we we take on that challenge of getting there faster. And I'm sure you know in the back end they don't want to look bad on national TV. And I know that a lot of guys got a lot. We got a lot of pride in our room, and so uh, we just gotta we just gotta get just gotta keep getting better, man. Every week, just gotta keep getting better.
6: We have time for one more. So I wanted to hear with John.
8: Hey, BG, Uh Similar to the question about Doug, you've been with Jim now since 2016. Uh, I know he's meant a lot to your your career. Uh, just how has he handled the attrition? You've had attrition at all three levels. Uh, how has he been able to handle that? Get through that this year?
12: I think he's been doing good. I mean, you don't see him really panicking at all. He's just been coaching us, doing the same thing that he that he does. You know, I'm like if 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 I, that's what I would do. If I'm if I'm about to be done or go out, I'm gonna go out being me, and I'm gonna go out coaching my players and making sure I put my players in a a great position uh to win and I think he I think he does that I think it means a lot to him I mean it's it sucks that we didn't get it done for him this year um and I know uh things always move around but like I say I don't that's above me I just know that while he's here he's been a great coach a great somebody that I've learned from Somebody that uh, that always um, help us each and every week to put us in the right positions. We just got to go out and, and 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 do our job, and that's win our one on ones. Make sure that we um that we that we do our, our we have great eyes out there, making sure that we 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 do our job, and that's really the bottom line. And when you look at us, uh, sometimes we do our job it's, it's just not as consistent as we want it to be. And so um, it's no 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 sense of crying about it. We just got to just, just learn from that, and just, it just it's part, of, it's part of, the, of the growing process for us.
6: Thanks, BJ. Thanks,
12: BG. Appreciate you.
0: Finally, on this Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, Merrill and Mike with some analysis. Mike and Merrill, a very disappointing Sunday. Um, Merrill, let's start with you and the Eagles' defense giving up 500 yards once again and really having no answers for the Dallas passing game, could Jim Schwartz have done something different to kind of stem the tide?
2: Yeah.
1: He could have. He could have made 14 trades before the game began.
11: Yeah, I That's it was about real- it. I,
1: I, yeah. I think it was a matter I don't think it was a matter of – I think it was a matter of personnel, just not good enough personnel to cope with the Dallas receivers – you didn't have a defensive line that could do anything, including stop the run, who couldn't put pressure. I mean, who, who couldn't put any pressure, rarely, on Andy Dalton. And you didn't have a secondary who could cover their talented receivers. It was a matter of talent or lack thereof.
0: Mike, he did make a move to put Jalen Mills at the cornerback position in the third quarter. Could he have done that earlier to make a difference?
2: Um, I don't think it would have made a difference, Dave. I don't think it made a difference when he did put Jalen at the cornerback spot. I think it was clear to me that today they were undermanned. They just did not have enough talent on the field to handle the talent, and specifically the talent at wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: And we knew that that was going to be a very difficult matchup going in. And yet the Eagles are standing there uh, early on, 14-3. to 3. Um, Mike, your thoughts on Jalen Hurts? early in the game and then and then kind of the way it went for him is really first tough tough outing as a starter
2: i thought early in the game schematically they did some real nice things to create opportunities to create big plays and uh, but they they didn't have enough of that stuff dialed up i thought that they uh, they could have been a lot more creative as the game went on but you just didn't see that creativity and I think this team needs that. They're just not good enough to just line up and beat people. They need to be able to, to scheme into plays that are successful plays.
0: Merrill, your thoughts on what Jalen Hurts did today?
1: He had a rough time today, Dave. He, he looked like a rookie. Uh, throughout this, his two starts, his first two starts, he never came unglued. He never tried to force things. And today he moved into a desperation mode. Uh, that's why he threw two interceptions, tried to put too much on his shoulders, uh, fumbled at the end, just just did not play under control the way he had. Those first two games he looked like a veteran quarterback. Today he looked like a a rookie trying to find his way.
0: Merrill, did we get too ahead of ourselves thinking that Jalen would not have days like this?
1: I think we did. I think we did. Although, they happened. They it doesn't It doesn't change my opinion of Jalen Hurts or the ability that he has. But uh, on this day, everything came crashing down. And I think a lot of it was we saw that the Eagles, from the very beginning, could not stop Dallas. And I think it puts pressure on the offense to, to feel as if – and I said to Mike, I said, Mike, they're going to have to score 30 points to win this game. You knew it early but they could not stop the Dallas receivers –
0: Mike, your thoughts on Jalen and kind of what he learned from this, this type of game?
2: Well, I don't know if he learned, but I learned that he's going to have to get better at operating the offense from the pocket. And I think that's one of the emphasis of the Cowboys was to make him you know, not run as much uh, and force him to, to have to throw the football and win from the pocket. Now, there are plays that he made from there. But then there are a handful of plays that he left out there that he should have been able to make from the pocket. Um, Just not clearly seeing the field at this point. And and I think today it shows that he's just got a lot more growing to do. The talent is still there. Um, He's just going to have to be coached up the right way and understand. One of the things he has to understand, Dave, where the outlets are. When he looks down the field and there's nothing there with his receivers, there's always an outlet that's built in to to the pass plays. He's got to understand where the outlet is, and sometimes you have to go to the outlet right now and don't wait for things to develop downfield. And he has to get better with that.
0: Mike, I also thought that the offensive line, uh, even though it played together once again for consecutive weeks here, really didn't handle the speed of the Cowboys on the edges. I thought that Pryor and Malata, did you agree
2: do you agree with that? Both did struggle. And you know, both um I know Fryer anyway gave up way too many penalties. I know Sam Malu gave up a couple penalties and they're not good enough to do that day. They're not good enough to make mistakes. And and both those guys uh put their quarterback in some tough positions. I remember the one play where Randy Gregory uh got my to to overset and goes underneath him and has a straight line to the quarterback, hits the quarterback, and, you know, too many times he's flushed out of the pocket. He's running for his life, and and that just goes back to the offensive line and the uh, lack of continuity and and talented guys that they've had all season long at the O-line spots.
0: Merrill, how much fun was that first quarter for you? The first drive, seven first downs and then the second drive, the 81-yard touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson.
1: Well, I'm I, sure, I'm sure, I felt very encouraged. The question I asked Mike, and I still don't have an answer for it, why was that the only deep wall thrown to Deshaun Jackson in the entire game?
0: I yeah, still don't I mean, have he, the
2: answer for that. He was only
0: targeted one time. Um, and he, I thought he would at least be out there to loosen the box up and, and give the Cowboys something to think about, but he... Maybe it's he, just, he hadn't played in two months. The
2: conditioning just not really there. has got to be more than the one they, play.
1: They,
2: there were opportunities, and he was back on the field, but I know several times when I saw him out wide, they didn't play that single high safety. They rolled the safety over the top. They played a two-deep safety. So I'm thinking, okay, they're going to wear him out in the run game if they're going to play like this, or they're going to start to work the middle of the field in the passing game. Well, they did have one where they isolated Miles Sanders on the linebacker, but they they didn't do anything to try and create a play for Deshaun Jackson versus that two-deep zone coverage. Guys, how much of an impact was the loss of Fletcher Cox? Huge.
1: Huge. Huge. Absolutely. Without Fletcher Cox, you really did not have a run-stopper on that defensive line. That defensive line was penetrated at will by the Dallas Cowboys. At will. And this is not a great offensive line they faced. Not a great offensive line at all. And yet, they won that battle
2: easily. Even when Fletcher Cox is not making tackles, he affects the football game. Just being on the field because they're going to double team him or he's going to blow up plays and Forced the running back to change his course and just different things that he'll do, even when he's not making tackles. But not just Fletcher, but all the guys that they were missing, they were they were sorely missed today. The way Josh Sweat has been playing and you know, Derek Barnett, they missed these guys today against this Cowboys bunch.
1: Mike, what, what the- discouraged me? I'm sorry, I was going to say, what discouraged me so much is they went on a tear where Andy Dalton was playing catch with Michael Gallup and the Eagles couldn't do anything about it. It looked like a practice session where the offense was just throwing against air, and it was just it was just futile. And I, I saw what was going on there, and I knew right then and there, early in the game, that there was nothing the Eagles were going to be able to do, us Cowboys.
0: So, Mike, now the Eagles are, look, we, we all were so excited that everything was happening the right way, the Giants lost, the... Carolina was beating up on Washington, and Eagles just couldn't take care of their business. Is, is there one aspect, Mike, that's the most disappointing to you about today? Is it the penalties? Is it the defense? Is it the offense not sustaining? What what is there something that
2: jumped out? Um, just their inability to play pass coverage against this uh, against these wide receivers, and I should have known, but I didn't think that they would be that good, uh, but they were. The, the wide receivers and what Andy Dalton was able to do in the passing game just kind of exceeded what I thought their capabilities were uh, given you know, this defense.
0: Merrill, uh, your thoughts after the game. The Eagles officially eliminated here from NFC East title contention.
2: I was
1: disappointed by the totality of the loss. I thought the Eagles could beat the Dallas Cowboys. I was wrong and Dallas beat them every way, offensively, defensively, special teams, you name it. It was just as poor a performance as I've seen by this football team this season. I know there are other games that they frustrated us in, but it was an upbeat feeling after the Eagles beat the Saints and how tough they hung in there against Arizona. But to come crashing down in a game that could have put them in position to play for the division next Sunday was a tremendous disappointment and there's no way you can underestimate
0: it guys thank you so much for your time one more to go next sunday here at lincoln financial field happy new year and uh, to a better 2020 for all of us thank happy you, new dave. year dave that will do it for this eagles insider podcast presented by lincoln financial group thanks to peter kelly ray doyle and tyler lewis for their work thanks to all of you for joining us each and every episode one week to go in this 2020 season, a disappointing 4-10-1 and for your Philadelphia Eagles. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining me. As always, have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles fly. D-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!